in a world where Mondays are taken over by a machine. Welcome to Machine Mondays. Hello, 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 Machiniacs and Shmodan fans, and welcome to another episode of Machine Mondays. I'm Janine the Machine, and first off, as usual, I gotta give a huge thank you to David B for creating this awesome track for me, the official machine theme. Thank you so much, David B, and if you want to check him out, you can find him at David B Music 21 on Twitter. Also gotta give a huge thank you to Kevin the Smasher Smets for that awesome voice intro. I love it so much, and I'm happy to announce that Kevin is safely and happily recovering at home after a very long battle with colorectal cancer uh so if you still want to help support him please check out the link to his gofundme in the description of today's episode also if you just want to send him some love or some positive vibes please find him at cabis Metz on twitter so let's get into today's episode tons of matches to talk about the pay-per-view went live for non-patrons this week um, and just some great matches to discuss uh, including a really fun black cinema exhibition match I can't wait to talk about with you guys Uh, so let's get into it so first off we had a really fun match uh, in inner geekdom Saul versus Greg Alba and their dynamics are completely different so it was really interesting to kind of see <laughs> them play against each other uh, you know Saul was kind of playing a little bit with in the beginning with Greg and having fun with him and then as soon as that match started he shut that off Greg was still kind of talking and laughing and uh just being really silly and Saul was just completely serious like you can't not love Greg Alba just he is so silly in match just giggling laughing to himself um his little commentaries his surprise and joy when he kind of just goes for it and ends up getting something right when he's unsure it's like the cutest thing ever but meanwhile Saul was just completely stoic and completely like laser focused um so yeah I definitely played a lot of matches like that myself but I've kind of I feel like I've found a great middle ground in between the two of them where I'm still kind of lighthearted positive trying to have fun with the game because I mean that's what this show started as like just a fun thing and the serious focused uh kind of really paying attention to the questions and all of that. So I, I'm happy that I'm a competitor who's kind of found a middle ground between that. Uh, because kind of, if you're too busy having fun and not really focused, then you miss things, which I think we did kind of see Greg kind of not really pick up details and questions. And Saul just kind of being super hyper-focused. I think you lose a little bit of personality there in match. And, I think that's a big part of the show as well. I mean, this show is always described to people who are new to it as like a combination of wrestling, that personality aspect and movie trivia. So I think people, you know, really need to remember that that is also a big part of the show, um, what the fans like to see and all of those things. So um, yeah, I get being laser focused in a match, but it is a bit of a bummer when you kind of sacrifice kind of personality and character to be so 
laser focused. But if that's kind of what you need to do to play a good game, then that's kind of what you got to do. So after the first round, it ends up being seven to nine, Saul leading. Saul ends up going first and he is just like ready to go. He, um, you know, Kate is trying to have kind of this cute little banter with him and he's not even having it. He's just like, let's go, let's go, spin the wheel. Come on, let's go. I'm ready. Spin the wheel. (laughs) They spin the wheel. He gets spinner's choice. He's like, Batman, Batman. Like he won't even let them have like a fun little commentary. He's just like, Batman, let's go, let's go. Um, so that was a little intense, but, um, (laughs) I, I, I mean, I get it. So he ends up going with Batman. He gets the first, second, third, fourth correct. He gets the fifth correct, but he does check to multiple choice and he is really pissed about having to check. He's slamming things. He's cussing to himself. Um, he's really pissed that he had to check to multiple choice on this one question. I guess because, I mean, in some cases that can mean the difference. I mean, I talked about Zach's match against Gold Leader last week and him checking to multiple choice that one time made the difference. When I checked to multiple choice in the team's match with Jeff, I don't think that would have made the difference for a perfect game. But, um, you know, when I did have to check on that one question in my head at that moment, I did think, oh, my gosh, is this going to make the difference? So I do get when it's something as intense as inner geekdom to stress about those things. But like you kind of know who you're playing with Greg Alpa, somebody who's not taking this super seriously, who is just really having fun with the game, who is of that era of early Shmodan competitors where you're just kind of having fun and going off of what you naturally know and love about movies. I was really surprised that he got that stressed and pissed at having to check to multiple choice. Um, I guess I think he was just maybe going for a completely perfect game. And so that's kind of what he was focused on. But if you're kind of in that such an intense mindset, so like, you know, I get a player being super hyper focused and sometimes, you know, maybe that works better for a competitor. But if you're so super hyper focused that checking a multiple choice once or something like that is going to rattle you like that, I think that might cause you problems. It's going to get you knocked into a weird headspace where you're not going to be able to focus anymore. Um, So like, had he been playing somebody... Um, a lot tougher, like a Robert Parker or Amara or something. And he, you know, let something like checking to multiple choice piss him off that much. Is that going to like fuck with his mindset going forward? Who knows? So yeah, just having that level of intensity might kind of pull your focus in a negative direction and a wrong direction. I don't know, you know, how his personality works, but um I think in general, um, if something like that is going to rattle you to that degree, that might cause problems with your headspace later on in a match, uh, depending on who you're playing. So that was just a little intense when I saw him get really upset about having to check to multiple choice. Um, But I'm sure it was coming from a place of him just telling himself that he was going to get a perfect game or, you know, just having that plan in his own head. Um, But he does great in his round too. Greg uh, ends up spending graphic novels. He spins away, kind of just having a laugh with himself, like, oh, well, it is kind of entertaining, you know, the mystery of spinning again to see what you get. And then he gets Jurassic Park and he's not happy with that and kind of kicking himself. So he does miss the first question. Uh, Saul picks up a big steal there. He gets the second correct, misses the third. Saul gets another big steal. Um, and he misses the fourth, giving Saul a KO and the win um, on that match uh, just after his round two. 
not even making it to the final question. Uh, so yeah, Saul ends up getting a huge win there. So really, you know, nothing to kick himself about with that multiple choice. Uh, but honestly, just absolutely love watching Greg. Like he is hilarious. He is so much fun. He is perfect for the Mercs. Uh, like he loves to play this game. He's just giggly and silly and you know, he's just really a lot of fun to watch. So, I mean, I would watch him play <laughs> any day because he is just so entertaining. Uh, and Saul's an amazing player. I mean, he has put in some work since his first match. And uh, I'm really curious to see how that intensity plays against other competitors and see if, you know, my thought is is possibly correct where that could kind of kind of screw up his game just with being so intense and focused. Um, you know, every competitor is different. Different things work for different people. Um, different people kind of focus differently in game. Some people kind of go one way or the other or kind of are in the middle playing personality and focusing on the game. Um, so yeah, I'm really curious to see if kind of being that laser focused is a good strategy for him or if it's really going to kind of mess him up, um, kind of just being so intense and stressed about when things don't go the way that they're supposed to go, you know? Uh, so yeah, definitely interesting, uh, to see where that goes with him going forward and, uh, just a really, uh, great match. Uh, then we had my boy Jacoby versus Griffey Nooms, uh, the kind of big rookie star uh, of the Finstock Exchange. So obviously I was excited for this match. Really great round ones, nine to nine uh, going into round two. Uh, Jacoby goes first. He gets animated and he does really well. He um, Gets the first question correct. He misses the second of multiple choice. Griffey does pick up that one point steal. He gets the third and the fourth correct. Uh, Griffey gets disaster movies and he ends up sweeping going perfect. So it's 18 to 15 going into the final round. Uh, Jacoby gets his two in comedy, uh, gets it correct. He gets his three in westerns and he misses. Then he gets his five in Spielberg. He uh, uses all his repeats. He uses his board to kind of write it out. It's a pretty like thought provoking question. Um, they talk about the uh, collaborations between Spielberg and Tom Hanks. And what is the third film they collaborated collaborated on together so um it does take a lot of thinking so he did use his repeats well he used his board to kind of write out all the films because i feel like he knew all of them he just had to kind of think about the order and he just goes for it says the terminal and it ends up being correct so really great pull from jacoby so proud of him and uh griffey you know he ends up getting his two and new releases correct and his three in disaster again correct for the win um so yeah definitely really well fought match by jacoby uh just missing that one question in um the animated and uh griffey picking up that steal was kind of what made the difference there but was honestly super proud of that five point pull he played amazing and yeah, expect to see a lot of amazing things from Jacoby for sure, because he is just an amazing competitor. And he's also just a really great faction mate. He's really active in trying to set up study sessions. And, you know, even just if him and me are free, we'll get on a call and just kind of run questions with each other, um, really trying to help everybody, you know, hone in on uh, what they want to work on and just really supportive and super funny and just this amazing attitude. So absolutely love, love, love Jacoby 
and um, I really want to see amazing things for him this season because he's already doing so great. Um, and Griffey Nunes, like he is kind of a superstar. Uh, you know, I don't think any of us ever want to say anything really nice about the Finn's Dog Exchange. <laughs> But I mean, uh, they put a lot of solid work into building their faction. Um, you know, I think a lot of people uh, talked a lot of crap, I think me included on just kind of their mostly male rookie roster, but I think they put a lot of thought into that. So I mean, kudos to them for that. Uh, so yeah, definitely great win uh, by Griffey, but so proud of my my boy Jacoby for sure. And if you do hear some weird sounds happening in the background, it is a sleeping bulldog. My dog, Lexi, would refuse to leave the space. Um, So if you hear her snoring in the background, that's what that weird sound is. Um, (laughs) uh, As we get into Chance versus Lawn, definitely two great players. Uh, So I was really excited to see which way this was going to go. Um, ends up being eight to nine chance leading after the first round, a uh, chance goes first. He gets Eddie Murphy ends up sweeping. Seemed like that was what Lon had wanted to get. Um, he, uh, ends up landing on DreamWorks. He spins away from it and then gets DreamWorks again. So he's stuck with it. He gets the first question correct. Um, but it's an over the hedge, the same exact question. I believe that Jacoby got in the match before. Like, I know it is said that old questions will come back but a little odd that the same question came back uh in matches that aired the same week so uh interesting but uh, um anyway uh so he got that first question correct got the second correct missed the third and uh chance did pick up uh that steal and then he missed the fourth on multiple choice chance getting another steal very cockily smiling as he heard him miss the question I don't even know if cockily is a word, but I'm making it one. Uh, uh, so then it is 20 to 12 chance leading a huge lead going into the final round. Lon, he gets his two in action adventure, gets it correct. He gets his three martial arts. He misses chance ends up winning 20 to 14. Uh, so big win for chance. And just a tough round two for Lon. Uh, He tried to spin away from DreamWorks. He just couldn't escape it. And, uh, you know, Chance picking up uh, three big points in that round off of the steals just kind of sealed his fate there. Um, But yeah, I love watching Lon. He's a great competitor. And Chance is, you know, pretty unstoppable. Uh, I know from personal experience. But I did almost beat him. So, um, you know, I can say that at least. (laughs) Uh, so yeah, definitely, uh, a really tough match, uh, for Lon, just some bad luck in that second round, but he was kind of holding his own for a while there. Then we do get into the pay-per-view, uh, that aired a couple weeks ago and now it's live to everyone. Big, big five round, uh, Star Wars match, uh, the end of the Star Wars tournament. Uh, whoever won this was going to go on to play Laura Kelly, I believe. Uh, so definitely a lot of high stakes happening here. Harper versus gold leader. Uh, so Thomas Harper, he ends up getting 11 to nine leading going into the second round. Uh, Harper gets opponent's choice and is given mixed bag. He ends up sweeping, though, going perfect. Gold leader, he gets Phantom Menace, and he goes perfect as well, making it 19 to 21. Harper still leading round three. They spin a new hope. They both bet three points. Uh, Some pretty fun banter on the uh, 
key kind of code words that they were going with. Um, but I think they all were just making it pretty obvious that they both bet three. Uh, Goldie outright said they picked three. Uh, they uh, wagered three points. They both get it correct. And so it is 22 to 24. Harper's still leading going into the speed round. Uh, they both go perfect. 32 to 34. Harper's still leading in going into the fifth and final round. Uh, Gold Leader gets his two point correct in solo. Harper gets his two points pointer correct in Heroes. Gold Leader gets his three correct in Rogue One. Gold Leader again uh, with Clone Wars. I'm sorry, Harper getting his three in Clone Wars and getting it correct. Uh, Gold Leader getting his five in uh, Revenge of the Sith correct. And then Harper just needing to get his five in The Last Jedi. And he does it for a huge win, 44 to 42. Uh, Harper winning the Star Wars tournament. Just really awesome. Uh, When he first kind of played, I remember kind of talking about, you know, Kate kind of coming in and kind of trying to have this little fun banter with him and him really being serious and not really kind of playing along. Uh, But I think he softened a little bit and uh, definitely saw more chemistry with him and Kate. So I think that is a testament to the time spent kind of working together and uh, building up an awesome rapport. So it was really great to see that. Um, Just love how he kind of works through things with the board. I think he was one of the kind of the first competitor I've seen doing that. And now I think a lot of other competitors are really implementing that into their gameplay. And um, so he, I, and like, I think what I was talking about with Saul, he is kind of a perfect mix of focused, but still can kind of loosen up and play along when those moments allow. I think even in the free moments when, you know, you're talking with your manager and all of these things, Saul is still very super serious and just wants to get it done, wants to get it over with. And as a fan kind of watching, that is not as entertaining. Um, but if that, I guess if that's what a competitor needs to do, then that's what they need to do. But I, I'm happy that Thomas has kind of found that middle ground of really kind of trying to show his personality to the fandom because he's a new competitor coming in, uh, but still being really focused and kind of having a, uh, a thoughtful way of kind of going into the game and paying attention to things and, you know, being really focused, writing things down if he needs to. And, having a strategy there. So you can tell he's really focused, but he's also uh, really trying to show a little bit of his personality. So I liked that we've gotten to see that more and more as this tournament has progressed and that his rapport with Kate has become really kind of fun. Um, So yeah, it's really great to see. And Gold Leader, he's a really fun personality as well. Um, And he played amazing. So can't hang his head on this match for sure. He's definitely going to be back. And uh, congratulations to Thomas Harper. Um, Cannot wait to see uh, him face Laura Kelly and potentially go forward uh, to try to get that belt. So we will see what happens there, but really, really solid match. Then we have a huge number one contenders match, Chandru versus Parker to see who's going to face Mike for the IG belt. Uh, definitely these are two titans of the game. We talk about Robert really kind of being hyped up last season and not getting the opportunity to really do what uh, people thought he was going to come in and do um, and really kind of showing up this season and making up for that lost time for sure. And Chandru, he's had a ton of time to kind of 
prepare and get ready for this uh, after losing the belt. Uh, we haven't really seen or heard from him, uh, aside from a few cutscenes here and there. Um, so yeah, he's definitely had plenty of time to uh, improve. And, you know, any if there were any chinks in the armor, he was able to kind of have the time to really uh, hammer those things out. Uh, so it ends up being 9 to 9 after the first round. Parker goes first. He gets TMNT. And he ends up sweeping, going perfect. He does have to check to multiple choice on the second question, though. Um, Chandry ends up getting dystopian future and time travel as he's dressed like Jack Sparrow. Um, and he goes perfect. 19 to 18, Chandra leading going into the final round. Robert, he gets his two correct in Marvel. Chandra gets his two correct in Spider-Man. Robert gets his three correct in TMNT. Chandra gets his three correct in DC. Robert gets his, uh, five correct in uh x-men kind of having to think and uh pretty solid pull and then chandru does i i really thought he was gonna just do an extreme fake out like he always does uh but he actually tamed it back a little bit so he ended up getting his five uh in jurassic park for the win so he will go on to face mike and he does kind of talk a lot about how mike uh tried to dodge him which i mean it does feel a little like that you know Mike did kind of pull the whole well I'm trying to focus on this well I'm trying to focus on that kind of situation uh so yeah I I do while I never really endorse any of Chandru's shit talk um because I don't think he's very good (laughs) good at it he does try um he makes a great heel for sure for sure but he's not always the best at it I don't think uh that was a pretty that, that was a pretty solid uh clap at Mike I think um so yeah really definitely excited to see Mike face off with Chandru because I think there have been opportunities where they were supposed to play and it didn't quite work out I, I don't know who I'm pulling for the for in this match. Uh, you know, I think everyone knows my feelings about Mike. Uh, but uh, I don't know. Chandru just, uh, he is, he is a heel for a reason. And uh, yeah, <laughs> not my favorite because he plays it so well. So uh, definitely one of those characters you love to hate. Um And Mike, while I do love to hate my white bread, like I can have fun with that a little bit more than I can have fun with my love to hate feeling towards Chandru. Um, Yeah, it's definitely going to be a tough battle. Uh, I think Mike did really have to fight to beat Mara. And uh, Chandru is a beast. Um, He rarely misses things. And Mike missed quite a bit. So I feel like... This is definitely going to be a lot of work for him. I, I don't think it's impossible for him to beat Chandru and defend. Um, there is this crazy record of like no one really being able to defend that belt. Uh, Chandru has, but other people have not. So I'm really, really excited to see that match and see it play out. So yeah, going to be very, very intense. Uh, so cannot wait to see that. And then we get into finally the Black Cinema Exhibition, just a great way to celebrate Juneteenth and Black Cinema and the Black competitors in this league. Uh, Such a fun match. I was really excited when they asked me to be a part of this uh, second one. I did the first one and, you know, I didn't do so great. Like I was kind of 
doing okay. And then I got sports in my second round and people picked up some steals and that kind of is what put me behind. Uh, you know, Klee was in last place and then the way she kind of came back and took the whole thing to become the black cinema champion, that was really amazing. But I was the first one out, um, but still had a ton of fun. Uh, and so I was really excited to come back and kind of get a little bit of redemption. So it was me versus the reigning champion, Klee and RB3. And Jay and Winston were calling the match, which was so much fun. Um, it was really hilarious. Uh, they are great on the mic. They are great together. So so much fun with that. Um, and RB3 and Clear are, are really fun to play against. Uh, so uh, yeah, I had a blast with that match. Uh, not my finest round one. I think all of us didn't do so great. I think I got five, Clee got four, uh, RB3 got three. Um, those were tough questions. And yeah, while I do advocate for competitors to study black cinema, um, I've said before that I also am studying black cinema. So it's not like, you know, I'm this aficionado and um, I've seen every black film. I definitely, it's something that I have to study just like everyone else, but I do always incorporate it into my studying when I can. Um, and I think all competitors should because those questions come up a lot. And PJ is actually somebody who really appreciates black films. So um, he does ask some really awesome questions and he does pepper them in a lot uh, in matches, in round ones. Um, it comes up a lot. Uh, it's, oh, I've seen it on the wheel several times in round two and in round three. My five with Jacoby in our team's match was a black cinema question. Uh, so yeah, definitely. I think it's something that competitors should incorporate into their studying if it's studying is something that they do. Um, so yeah, I also study new things and watch new black films that I've never seen um, as well. So of course, I'm going to miss things in that realm. I think just because I'm black doesn't mean I know everything about black cinema, but I do advocate for people to study it as I am doing myself. Um, so yeah, we did not have a great round one. Uh, I ended up uh, going first in round two. Um, and I landed on sports first, but sports is kind of what burned me the first time in the, in the last exhibition match. So I was like, no, I don't want to do sports again. Let's spin again. And I ended up getting famous actors and actresses. I do pretty well up until the Ocean's Eleven question. And I completely just blanked on Bernie Mac being in that movie. And I was like, oh, Don Cheadle's like the only black guy on the team. And I just completely forgot about Bernie Mac. So then when they said, I was like, oh, crap. Yes, Bernie Mac as well. Because, yeah, there's two black guys on the team. So like, <laughs> but for some reason, Don Cheadle was just the one sticking in my head. And I just couldn't, I didn't even remember Bernie Mac. So um, that was a huge deal that they picked up from me there. Uh, but I ended up sweeping the rest. Klee, I think, went next, and she ended up getting opponent's choice. Me and RB3 decided to give her 80s because she did miss that 80s question in the first round. Um, but she does navigate pretty well. I think we were only able to pick up one steal off of her. And uh, I don't know if RB3 got the steal as well. I can't remember. Um, and then he ended up going and getting directors. Or he actually gets a spinner's choice, and he picks directors. Um, I believe he misses two. Um but I think neither of us were able to pick up the steals. Um, so it ends up being RB3 11, me 13, and Klee 12 going into the final round. So RB3 gets his two, Klee gets her two, and then my two is like kind of hard. Like I hadn't seen Flight in a while. 
so I didn't remember who his best friend slash drug dealer was. I guess it was John Goodman, but I didn't even remember that. I've only seen that movie once and I hadn't seen it in forever. So I felt like that was kind of a tough two-pointer. Um, so I ended up missing it. So RB3 ends up getting Spike Lee and for his three-point question, he's feeling really good about it, but he ends up missing it. Uh, so then I get my three in black exploitation, and I gotta thank my new faction mate, Nick Harley because I kind of just put out when I knew I was going to do this match I kind of just put out in the stars group hey you know uh if anyone feels like you know quizzing me on some black trivia um that would be awesome if if not that's fine this is just an exhibition it's just for fun um but yeah I would like to kind of study a little bit and he ended up like writing me like 40 questions in black cinema to study and one of them was like who plays the lead in Pootie Tang and like that guy has really done nothing else of note that I can think of so I didn't know his name was Lance Crowther but in studying Nick Harley's notes that he wrote for me and seeing who plays Pootie Tang Lance Crowther as soon as I heard that name I knew it was Pootie Tang. So Nick Harley, you are amazing. I'm so happy you're a part of our faction. Uh, for you to just do that for me for an exhibition match, like so great. And the fact that you know black movies that well, that you could just write me like 40 black cinema questions in a day. Like, dude, you're amazing. Um, we are so blessed to have you. Um, and also I didn't throw out there. Like I, I almost wanted to say, did, did you guys know that Louis CK actually wrote Pootie Tang? Yeah. Very, very weird. So like now watch that movie knowing that. And it's just, it's just weird. Um, but yes, I end up getting that three. So thank you, Nick Hartley. RB3 ends up missing his five, the boomerang question. So now it's just down to me and Klee. Klee does end up getting her three, bouncing it back to me to answer my five to stay in the game. So this was kind of a big moment for me. Um, yes, I get the five and it's like, what 2007 movie has a character named DJ going to uh, like Atlanta, Georgia to live with his uncle, uh, Nate, I think his uncle Nate and attend Truth University. And the first thing that popped into my head was Stomp the Yard, but I didn't remember because it had been a while since I'd seen that movie. I kind of remembered that movie having like a corny ass name for the university. Um, but I didn't remember that, that that was the main plot point that it, I didn't remember his name was DJ. I didn't remember that it was, um, that he moved there to live with his uncle. Like, I didn't even remember any of that plot point. I just remember the stomp the yard part the actual like dancing part and um joining the crew and all of that stuff so I didn't really remember that main plot point of him moving there to be with his uncle or that his name was DJ or that you know a hundred percent that the university was called truth university so I did not feel confident in any of that but I was like the only kind of college black movies I can think of that take place in Georgia are drumline and stomp the art and I know drumline fairly well and so I knew that that wasn't the premise he wasn't moving there to live with anybody um and I know the university wasn't called truth university in that movie um so I was like what else and I think and I was like I think stomp the art came out around that time so everything from the little bit I know feels okay but I don't feel confident at all that that is the answer like I just did not feel confident um so that's why I was kind of like 
Clee, congratulations. I have no idea. Stomp the yard. And then they're like, that's correct. And I'm just like, wait, what? <laughs> so like my clues, my cues in my head, just of thinking, I think that came out around that time. I know it's all black movie. I remember the university being something called corny name. And yeah, so just kind of that little bit I had to go off of in my head. I just used that and said it and it ended up being right. So that was so crazy that that ended up being right and I had no really confidence at all that that was 100% correct um bouncing it back to Klee who ends up missing her five and then I end up winning so I am the new black cinema champion (laughs) so I don't know if I'll get you know a golden fried chicken trophy or uh like a James Brown cape golden cape I don't know what I'm gonna get but (laughs) it's kind of cool I'm I'm a little you know I'm sad that I win a match that doesn't get any points for my faction but uh it still felt really good to win and uh at black cinema at that so uh definitely a lot of fun and just really happy and excited that the Schmodown is highlighting black cinema in this way um and really appreciates the black competitors in this game uh so it was just a really beautiful wonderful moment and a wonderful thing to do this match again and um love seeing the beautiful black faces in the schmodown and uh, us getting a spotlight and highlighted like that so it was definitely a lot of fun and i hope to do another one and um maybe i can stay the champion and yeah definitely it was really really fun so i hope people who watched it did have a blast at that match and liked it and uh had a, a lot of fun with it as well because i had so much fun being in it and i cannot wait to play another one and hopefully do a lot better um so yeah the first one i was the first one out to come back and win it uh was a really great feeling especially winning it on something i wasn't sure about uh yeah it felt really 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 good so yeah definitely if you have not watched it please check it out and yeah it was great so if we take a gander at the schmodown live schedule on the schmodownlive.com uh we've got some great matches coming up this week frankie alvarez versus jessica schlop in uh singles on wednesday ty lieberman versus josh horowitz on thursday moose haas versus amaru moses in singles on friday which okay amaru doing ig and singles uh and then a big battlefield get your tickets uh on friday as well ben bateman versus ethan Irwin, a big battlefield match so uh definitely some awesome some stuff coming up uh and uh, super excited for this week of matches yeah guys thank you so much for listening to another episode of machine mondays uh of course it's not the only show you can find on the it's a wonderful podcast feed uh of course we have morgan hasn't seen every wednesday where i force morgan to watch things he hasn't seen and right now we are doing dark teen comedies uh and this wednesday we'll be talking drop dead gorgeous uh then on friday it's the main show it's a wonderful podcast where we give love to those classic films uh i switch off hosting duties every other week with our other great co-host nolan d and Morgan is the constant host over there. Uh, so this week it will be a Nolan and Morgan week talking something awesome, I am sure. Uh, so every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we've got you covered on the It's a Wonderful Podcast feed. So please find it all places podcasts can be found. We also have the It's a Wonderful Podcast Patreon. Uh, we have some really fun tiers over there, bonus content, fun Sunday live streams, um, uh, voting in polls, 
a monthly artwork from me. Um, at a certain tier, you get a custom logo, all kinds of really awesome stuff. So please check it out at It's a Wonderful One on Patreon.com and find the tier that's right for you. Uh, find the show on Twitter at It's a Wonderful One. Uh, find me on Twitter at Janine DeBean underscore uh, Janine DeBean on Instagram. Uh, check out the It's a Wonderful Podcast YouTube channel. It's a Wonderful Podcast on YouTube.com. Like, share, and subscribe. Uh, we got some fun little videos over there. We do watch alongs. We're really trying to develop more content to go over there. So please check it out to keep up to date with what we're doing. Um, and yeah, if you want to get any merch, uh, for any of our shows or check out any of my work artwork you can find all of that at my t public shop at g9 design i think that's it i think that's all the plugs thank you again again for listening to another episode of machine mondays i absolutely love talking on with you guys uh so i hope you love listening to it and uh until next time xo xo machine out